Hey Trojan fans, it's time to get into the huddle with the Peristyle Podcast. The Peristyle Podcast is your weekly ticket to USC football and recruiting news. Don't forget, you can download the podcast 24-7 at our website, peristylepodcast.com. And now, here's the host of the Peristyle Podcast, uscfootball.com publisher, Ryan Abraham. fans, welcome to the Veristyle Podcast on a Wednesday. we got to talk some USC Trojan football, transfer portal stuff, June recruiting season. There's all kinds of stuff going on around the USC football program, even some women's basketball. I'm going to do that with Keely Yor. Follow on Twitter at Keely is my name. That's her name, not my name, but it's her name. That's what you can do on the Twitters. And she's right next to me in studio, Keely how are you doing today? Hello, hello, Ryan. Doing well. Glad to be back. I uh, I heard two separate podcasts. One where Bruce Feldman called you a bad boss, which I enjoyed. And also Gerard said I'm not cool. So I don't know how to feel about that. Oh, uh, yeah. We had uh, Keila was on vacation. Mm-hmm. I mean, she takes vacations all the time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Maybe the first time ever you've taken one. I think so. Since becoming full time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Bruce did call me. a. Ba- we had Bruce Feldman on. He called me a bad boss. <laughs> Gerard, yeah, you know, Gerard, but it was good. We, you know, we tried to fill your shoes while I, while you were gone, but it's it's very hard to do. Why, thank you. But welcome back. It's I good said to some have... sarcasm, but thank you. No, it's good. <laughs> How's your tan? I, it's, I'm tanner. Can you tell? For, I'm not, for you, it's tanner. I yeah. know. I'm not like pasty white. Right. I'm not blinding anymore. Some people might still say you're pasty white, but for you, you are For me, tanner. this is pretty good. Yeah. Hey, I had to overcome like pandemic pale. That's a different level of pain. That's a very, yeah, that is true. But mm-hmm. welcome back. We're glad to have you, you back. Glad to be back uh, in studio. We actually, if you uh, guys want to go check out uscfootball.com right now, we have a new interview up, uh, Tunnel Vision, about a half hour with Lindsay Gottlieb, USC's new head women's basketball coach. Spent the last couple of years with the Cleveland Cavaliers, took Cal to a final four, and uh, she was definitely a lot of fun to talk to. We'll put that up as a podcast at some point, too, but uh, for right now, you can go check out the video up, and uh, it was great. I mean, I'm glad you got to... I was trying to interview her, but you were gone, so like it kind of made sense to have you around, too, so we could sort of do the double team on it. Yeah, I told you. I was like, I really want to talk to her, and she was great to talk to, so I'm glad you you waited for me. I appreciate it. No, it was good, and uh, so make sure you go check that out. We also have, if you're not a VIP member, 60% off uh, right now, uh, annual membership, or you can get a buck for the first month. So it is a killer deal you don't want to miss. Uh, you get free access to Paramount Plus, the streaming service, uh, once uh, your trial is over. So make sure you check out all of that on the site. 60% off the Lindsay Godley interview. So check that out. And if you have any questions or comments for us here on the show, podcast at uscfootball.com is the email address. Or you could call us or text us at 424 424- Two five four nine one four one. We got a voicemail to play. I think we got one text, um, but it was about tunnel vision. We haven't had like a real tunnel vision for a few weeks, so it's we'll true. we'll try to do that. Uh, maybe we'll get some special guests or something. But we do have a version of tunnel vision. It wasn't live, but it is up on the site uh, right now. And if you have the Apple Podcasting app on any of your devices, we really would appreciate a follow for the Parastyle Podcast, but also a five star rating and any kind of comments, feedback, suggestions. You have. Uh, we haven't read any for a while, Keely, because uh, you've been gone. Oh, am I the official review reader? I think that, yeah, I think that's kind of the way we're good. Do we have any new ones? Or? See, this should show you that I'm a little rusty two weeks in. I just pulled out the the review, so we'll see. Well, in our prep meeting that went hours, we didn't uh, actually go over that either. <laughs> yeah, because you're big on uh, prep meetings, Ryan. Yes. I believe 
we have some new ones. Okay. Uh, first one is from YouTube Scott, who says the whole crew rocks. Been listening to the podcast since it started, and been on the website lurking ever since Ryan started it up. The chemistry is great, and I look forward to all the podcasts as I listen to them and run or commute. Great job. Oh, thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, we had Trojan Greg leave a five star review, and he says I don't go into the negative threads anymore on the Peristyle, uh, but I look for posts from Dan Keeley, Shotgun, Ryan, and Gerard uh, Helton's the coach until he's not. Love when Bruce is on because he always tells it like it is, whether you want to hear it or not. I'm optimistic that Clay McGuire is going to change the offensive line culture and hopefully uh, produce. Ah, I think I did read that one with Gerard. I might have read it. Yeah. So, no, that's okay. Glad but, yeah. you can remember. Yeah. You know, I don't remember what I had for breakfast. True. You know? That is so true. That so is, that is fair. It's been a busy day. We've done a lot of stuff. I, I think I'm the third time I've been in the studio today. So boom, boom, boom. Just like, you know, hitting well, this. I mean, I've been gone for two weeks and I'm doing three shows today. So yeah, you're, you are <laughs> Welcome killing back. it. Welcome back. We do want to thank our sponsor, uh, Trader Joe's as well, because they're great and they've been awesome to us. Do you, you know, one of the cool things with summer coming up, they're going to have some new stuff in the store. Ooh. I just saw these strawberry vanilla flavored yogurt pretzels. I, I love me pretzels. I love flavored pretzels. Okay. And I like pink things. Like, I like pink food. Wow. Homer Simpson donuts, you know, those pink donuts with sprinkles on it. I always like those. These look really good. So I haven't tried them yet. I might have to go right after the show. Nice. And pick some up. But, you know, if you want some fresh flowers, they have a great selection to go in there. They do. Had a friend. Father uh, went into the hospital. It was, you know, not a good thing. You know, pick up some nice flowers, drop it off there. Like it's a good thing. So look at you. Yeah, you try to, you know, try to be a good person. Mm-hmm. Um, and Trader Joe's helps you do that. But they've been great to us uh, over the years, so we appreciate Trader Joe's. And there's always cool stuff there. Just go, just go around shopping. Um, just go shopping. Yeah. Just do uh, it. Just go shopping at Trader Joe's. Yeah. I do it. I like to do it. You guys can do it too. Uh, all right. So. Newsy stuff. Do we have any like breaking news? I think when we recorded with Gerard last week, yes, within an hour, Jay Toya entered the NCAA transfer portal because that's what happens naturally. That yeah. So and and Gerard would be a good person to talk about, but uh, you know, pretty shocking, right? When yep. you have freshmen, you know, fairly highly ranked. I know some of the recruiting class wasn't the highest ranked, but you know, fairly highly ranked. Freshman who comes in, you got like Brandon Peely going down mm-hmm. um, with the Achilles. He's out, and he showed a lot of promise and potential to be, if not the starter, certainly on the two deep. And uh, yep. got praise from the coaches. And after a successful, what you could say is successful spring football, goes into the transfer portal. So, uh, you know, you were on vacation. I know. Um, did you break this one? Was this? The, I I helped confirm it. Okay. In Hawaii, but I did not break it because right. I was gone. Because <laughs> no, you were that's, gone. That's yeah. not why I didn't break it. Right. You know. There was one before you broke. Uh, Stephen Carr. Carr yes. doing, yeah. I'm like, yeah, just gotta try to put it all together. Were you on vacation or I on vacation? Oh, you sound like you were I'm gone. I'm completely on vacation all the time at this point. Uh, <laughs> True. Yeah. So I don't know. Get your uh, initial thoughts. Yeah. I mean, you I was. It was. A little shocking. I mean, first things first, in the transfer portal, he showed up as David Toya. So we were like, yeah. is this a mistake? Because why would Jay Toya be in the portal? And that kind of speaks to how shocking it was, um, especially because Jay Toya was the one of the first guys in his recruiting class. He committed as a sophomore to USC. Yeah, like 2018? He, he was that guy who was just kind of almost forgotten about a little bit because he, he'd been there so long. And that's the point I made on the Family Feud podcast a couple of weeks ago is like, uh, 
in praise of Jay Toya in the spring that he had was because some people just kind of overlooked him coming into the spring camp, and he really uh, impressed. And I thought he was a guy who brought uh, effort every single day in practice, and he was a guy who stood out um, with Tuli Tuipolotu. And so um, definitely shocking. You think that committing as a sophomore, it can go one of two ways. Either that means you really are committed to USC and you love USC, or you made your decision a little too early. And the way he describes it in his note, it sounded like maybe it was a little too early, but we did put in the war room. There's some drama behind the scenes, as, yeah. as there always is. Um, but there's some family drama, it sounds like, and, and it's a complicated matter, I will say that. And so I think this is one that needs to keep evolving before we can really uh, divulge into it. But uh, definitely surprising, definitely something that uh, not a lot of people saw coming. Certainly not. I think I did the podcast of champions and someone asked about it. I'm like, read the war room, go over to your yeah. and read right now, like 60% off. Uh, there's some really good yeah. stuff in there, but yeah, it, it was funny. Cause it was, I think it was announced Wednesday or when it, it broke Wednesday. And, uh, like you said, it was David, um, David Toya, Toya, which is, yeah, I guess his real name or, you know, his actual name, but it goes by Jay. Um, but then we started hearing from people like, oh yeah, like his family moved them out on Monday and it wasn't like, Oh, everyone's moving out of the dorms. It was like, no, people are moving around. Um, yeah, there was some weird stuff that were, was going on. Yeah. This, is a, this is a weird one. And I'll say, from what I've heard, Toya really enjoyed his USC experience so far. Yeah. And so it doesn't seem like it was something where he was having a horrible time and hated it and was like, I need to leave immediately. You know, he was getting playing time, like you said, because of Brandon Peely's injury. It looked like he was gelling well with the situation he was in. So that's why it's a little odd, a little surprising. And once again, go read The War Room. <laughs> yeah. And I, you, you feel bad, too, because there's threads that will pop up and people are saying, like, oh, he he was failing or something. And you're like, no. And then you start getting worried, like, well, I heard there was two freshmen on the honor roll and he was one of them. And yeah. he came out with his own Instagram post, I believe, and said and he had Twitter, like a yeah. 3.9 uh, GPA, just really didn't have a chance to go through the recruiting process because of the uh, pandemic and all of that. And, you know, we're going to see a lot of this. Um, yeah. It, not, you know, not just the J tours. There's going to be guys transferring fairly early. Now we, you know, there's issues when you sign a letter of intent and all that too, mm-hmm. and what the timeline was that, but there's going to be fewer guys in this recruiting class because there's less roster spots, unless the NCAA makes some kind of change. There's not as many roster spots open because everyone got to come back if they wanted to. Um, there's, it's going to, you know, some people might transfer because of, I mean, there's going to be a lot of churn on college football rosters and we, I don't, I, you get why the NCAA allowed everyone to come back and, and, you know, not count, but there's going to be unintended consequences and yeah. you're going to see a lot of weird stuff going on with these rosters transfers in transfers out. Uh, I don't even think we scratched the surface yet. Yeah, I mean, just the flurry of commitments that happened in the first couple of months of the pandemic. I think a lot of people were worried about the future and their future spot on rosters. And so that's why we saw so many more commitments in that time period at the beginning of 2020 than we usually do um, in the whole like course of the year. So the fact that you know the pandemic kind of forced people's hands, I'm sure you're going to see, like you said, Ryan, there's going to be a, a kind of a, a rebound or a, a, a swing back to more normal normalcy uh, in the recruiting ways and I don't know about I mean there's normalcy but there's also like there was a ton of commitments there's there's not that many now like there's just yeah. if you look at all the major schools that would normally have like 20 commitments right now they have five or something you know uh 
And, and uh, that's the product of of how long the dead period was. Yeah. Like people were if they saw that the dead period was ending, there was the end in sight, why not wait? You know, why not wait until you can actually take official visits? Why would you commit right before you're about to do that? You know, it doesn't yeah. make sense. So that would point to that. Well, that's the other big topic yeah. is recruiting. So it's been 15, 16 months since camps, visits, all those things could happen where coaches can interact in person with players, with prospects. And as of June 1st, uh, you know, we're recording this on June 2nd, it's opened up now. And USC has, you know, a couple dozen official visits scheduled over the next four weekends. And I feel like this is going to be the busiest recruiting month in USC football history. And it probably for most schools, because, you know, USC would have a bunch of great visitors on like, you know, late January weekends and stuff, but usually that's like two weekends in a row and maybe a a third, but not like what this is going to be. And there's going to be, you know, dozens of unofficial visitors and stuff coming to campus. All of those high school players that couldn't play their senior year or played in the spring and weren't able to visit campuses and Normally, you're like, oh, yeah, that kid has been to USC five times. Like, yeah. hey, that hasn't happened, uh, you know, over the past 15 months or so. And now it's going to happen. And it's going to be like the craziest probably recruiting month that we've ever seen. So you come back from vacation and we're going to be calling like kids like crazy right now. I mean, that's why you plan things in May. So that it was dead in May and now it's going to be crazy. I mean, you saw the tweets leading up May 31st when it was counting down to June 1st. People were tweeting excited about how just different it's going to be now that you can actually recruit normally, you know? And and I think it'll be interesting in the sense that, you know, we heard with guys and coaches and players when spring camp was taken away, they talked about how much they appreciated spring camp this year. Well, mm-hmm. when you can't recruit the way you normally recruit for over a year, I mean, they're really excited to get back out there and really do what they can do. And I know that they've been planning like special things that they can do in June. Um, so some more room tidbits, I think, are going to come soon. But yes. um, yeah, so just the fact that they could plan for all these visits, the fact that kids are excited to come back on campus, like you said, Ryan, usually it's like, oh, yeah, I've been to USC nine million times. It's right down the road. It's like, hey, you actually get to see it and, and walk around and try on the jersey and do all that. So I think... Overall, it's one of those pandemic things where you're not taking it for granted anymore on both sides. And so it's it's going to be wild. It's going to be a, a crazy recruiting month. For sure. And uh, that's another reason if you're not a VIP member, you know, go do it now. It's 60% off, dude. It's a, it's a no-brainer. Just yeah, go dude. do it. Come on. <laughs> addressing our listeners as dude. Dudes. Let's go, dudes. Or gals, guys. Dudes, whatever. Dudes is general. Dudes is general. Uh, you got to go check it out. So there would be threads on the Peristyle, which is the message board. Uh, the biggest, baddest you know, busiest USC message board on the planet. You have to go check it out. That's where all the insider stuff is is going on. But a lot of threads um, from recruiting analysts, from our staff, from, you know, even, uh, you know, boosters that are on there kind of posted on the download. Like people hear stuff. There's a, that's where you want to go. If you want to be the, the, the person, if you can go back to the water cooler at the office, if that's allowed still, <laughs> I don't know if that's still allowed, but if you want to go talk there, this is where you kind of get all your information. And there's a lot of good stuff being posted about uh, these visits. There's going to be people that are supposed to visit, and then they don't, and there's a surprise visit. Like, there's always going to be stuff like that it's going on. It's always evolving. Like I'm saying, it's going to be crazy. There's, yeah. It's good. Recruiting, I like when recruiting is is 
crazy. Yeah, we we talked about it a little bit with Gerard last week. He thought he was just going to do like a recruiting podcast. I'm like, no, dude, we're doing team stuff. But we get a little tidbits of recruiting. I know we don't get usually too deep into yeah a lot of the recruiting stuff, but uh, you know, check that out for sure. And then just a, a, a real quick note to um, the uh, the 2022 College Football Hall of Fame ballot was announced, and a few Trojans are on it. Uh, Reggie Bush, you guys might have heard of him. Uh, Mark Carrier, uh, he was a safety when I was in school way back in the day. Wow. And then uh, before that, Jeff uh, uh, Briegel, he's uh, offensive lineman. So those three are uh, on the – they were announced to the 2022 College Football Hall of Fame ballot. So congratulations uh, – to those Trojans. So, you know, Reggie Bush, obviously a a lock. But, you know, Mark mm-hmm. Carey was a stud. Um, Graham Harrell, also on the ballot. Graham Harrell, yeah. Oh, that's an interesting one, yeah. Yeah, so there you He go. was really good when he played in college. <laughs> yes, he was. He threw for his bazillions and zillions of yards. <laughs> um, and we'll see if USC can throw for zillions and zillions of yards. Yes, uh, great transition, right? With his boy, uh, Keaton Slovis. Um, yeah, anything else, Keely, you want to? discussed you were gone for a while like is there any other usc things that were just you're chomping at the bit to to talk about not really i mean it'll be interesting to see how the hall of fame nominees go because now usc can actually acknowledge reggie bush oh yeah and how unfortunate would that be if something happens and he gets obviously elected or nominated and they can't say anything you know so at least now they can actually speak his name yeah um, he can speak. They can speak his name. They can talk about him. They can promote it. I mean, they just tweeted. They tweeted about it. Which yeah, like which weird. It's still kind of weird to see. He tweeted about Reggie Bush and like <laughs> tagged his name and you know where a long way from that Utah game a couple of years ago where USC like photographers were basically told, not basically told. They were told we were told if you're taking a picture of like a play on the field. Make sure it doesn't have Reggie Bush in the background somehow. You know, like we how weren't dumb told is that. that USC USC itself. people were told. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, "You can't show this." They're like, so Drake London makes some ridiculous catch in the end zone, but it happens to be right in front of Reggie Bush. Like, don't use that image. Like, that's the kind of idiocy that was going on. Well, the hilarious part is then you have your running back Marquis Steph going uh, shake or daff up <laughs> Reggie Bush. What are the rules with that? That's a little. Yeah, that, I mean. I thought that was a great moment. Oh, know? no, for sure. I just meant as far as the social media team. Right. And they're like, oh, we can't show that. Yeah. It's, Even though uh, it was a great know. moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's not there anymore anyway. So True. So he's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. He'll be running for Nebraska. Well, yeah. So, um, all right. So we had all that. The Make sure you check out the uh, Lindsay Gottlieb um, interview. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. I, she, I mean, she definitely made a plea to USC football fans, you know, at the end, like, hey, you might not be a fan of USC women's college basketball or women's college basketball in general. It's, it's definitely, uh, it's an evolving sport. Um, I remember going when I was in school, uh, Lisa Leslie was the the star player. So like she had scored like a hundred points in high school or something and, uh, she could dunk. And I just remember like, I would go to the Galen center and go watch women's basketball games. Cause I wanted to, you know, and I, I kind of became friends with Lisa a little bit, you know, back in the day, but, Flex. um, Nah, I mean, she wasn't know who I am now, but we, we like, she was in the dorms, like we would yeah, talk yeah. sometimes, I'm just joking, whatever, yes. you know. Um, but yeah, so that you know, hopefully this will. Uh, I mean, I, I love the hire. I love that it shows, you know, they are trying to make the athletic department in general a lot better. This is a a sports team that has tradition. That's you know, won multiple national championships, bunch of Hall of Famers. Like, they could be a really good. Women's basketball team, you know, and uh, I think 
they're putting the resources, Mike Bone, you know, Brandon Sosna, they're putting the resources in to make that happen. So uh, I, th- I think that's overall a good sign for the athletic department, but also the football team down the road. Yes, agreed. And I mean, just for women's basketball for USC, it just seems like, uh, like she said, and what people are saying in their in their columns, like it's a sleeping giant. There's a lot of talent, um, and she obviously knows how to uh, cultivate a winning culture. So it'll be interesting to see what she can do. Yep. All right. Well, why don't we take a quick break and we'll uh, answer some questions back in a minute. The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the show? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the south side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes May 10th. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. Hey, we're back here on the Peristyle Podcast. Be a tight show. The short show today. Uh, you guys... You guys have a family feud coming up, right? We do. So you're recording it today, so it'll be up next week sometime? Is that what we're... What a hater. What <laughs> just a kidding. hater. So just, you know, how the sausage is made. Like, when I record a podcast, I basically record it, like, live to tape. So it's just, like, I clean up some of the audio, and it goes right up. I mean, I think everyone has gathered from the way we talk about it. You do no prep, no edit, no post. It is it is what it is, folks. That's me. That's yep. how I, that that's is how I do my show. And you guys put a lot more prep into it. There's a lot yes. more thought. There's, uh, But I do like – I like it segmented. You have different – you know, th- there's like clear boundaries of we're going to do this now, we're going to do this now instead yes. of like willy-nilly like I do it. But whatever. <laughs> I mean, that's good. But it takes a little while longer to um, – and, and, you know, I think you learn from the hands of a master like a Michael Castillo. Like he's – he didn't teach me. We're just we're cut from the same cloth. But you you witnessed the way he does things, which is very different. You know, um, he'll take out ums and ahs, and he'll just. I'm just also a very uh, precise editor. Yeah, I can't not You're let meticulous it. Meticulous. Yes. With you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we love you know, we love Michael, and you know we talked about the engagement and stuff. <laughs> we did. Yes. Which is pretty funny. They haven't done a show for a while, by the way. I, I know. Been What's going on with that? Good. <laughs> Calling you guys out, Ray to Troy. <laughs> then you're like, I, I give you like all these props, me. and then you know, oh then you goodness. don't do a show for a while. Another, another episode, another. People Andre are gonna be Rain complaining to me, segment. like, yep. you told me like, to like this Ray to Troy thing, and then they don't do any episodes. Like, I don't know, man. I'm trying. I'm trying to help. Did you. that actually happen, or did you just make that up? <laughs> just make up. Ryan. <laughs> oh my I like goodness. making stuff up. All right, uh, a troublemaker. I just I like, stirred up some trouble. You know, I just, know. just bring up a random name and like talk trash about them. People we like. It's like yeah, whatever. Just play the voicemail. All right, here's the first voicemail. Oh, this question's for Ryan and Keeley, and uh, this is just regarding the Jay Toya transfer. Uh, you know, I'm sure that there's, you know, a lot to the story that we may never know, but it's just I, I keep on thinking back to that comment that everybody kind of yet another head-scratching comment from our head coach about Jay Toya having an elephant head, and I'm, you know, I'm guessing that's probably not the only reason, but like that can't have helped the situation and it just seems like i mean i mean this is just getting ridiculous i mean like he says there are one of his 105 adopted children or whatever but do you think he'd ever tell his own son that they had an elephant head i mean that's just ridiculous (laughs) fight on jason one more country jason 
Jason sounds so just exacerbated. I know, which which you feel like you feel the Trojan fans' pain, and you're gonna like find some now. That's a weird freaking comment, Keely. It's, he's got a point. Like I don't, I don't think that's a a reason you're gonna sit down with your family and go. You know what? I, I want to transfer out, but it's a weird comment. I mean, everyone knows my stance on Clay Heltonisms. It, it they are what they are. He's yeah. gonna say what he says. I mean, Toya was committed early. He knows what he's getting in his head coach. I mean, that was something that I think he was prepared for so it's just a heltonism i don't think he would have said it to the media if it was some insulting thing that toyo would have hated so i'm not putting too much stock into it but yeah is it a little funny and weird yes but that's like the nature of heltonism so it's just it is what it is people and he you know he did commit like he said he committed in 2018 and there was it's funny the threads would pop up it's like oh he hates clay elton he's like well, i'm like he committed to the guy like three years ago. Like if he hated him, then I don't think he would have been committed for uh, that long. But yes, that is, that's a weird one. But we've, it's like Keeley said, it's a Heltonism and, uh, you know, you can't, I, I think the team is pretty used to them. And I, I think many of the fans are used to them, but not all of the fans. Yeah. And I mean, also his, his, uh, excuse me, cousin is Stanley Ta'afu. So there's even a longer history of knowing the program, knowing USC and Clay Helton and whatnot. So I don't think that was a surprise or he's suddenly like, oh, my gosh, this head coach says things that make people scratch their head. It's like, you know, it yeah. comes with the territory. But uh, Jason, definitely, I know he's a subscriber. Go read the go read the War Room, yeah. too, and get a, give us your thoughts. Shouts to you. Uh, we got a question and a comment from our buddy uh, Dan, class of 1962, who says, Hi, Ryan and Keeley. Gerard is always a great guest on the podcast if Keeley is on a break. His comments on USC in the Pac-12 were excellent, as were yours, Ryan. I'm going to start using Gerard's Larry Tennis moniker uh, for Larry Scott until he leaves finally in July. I'm confused about the transfer portal regarding players needing to sit out one year if they transfer schools. I have heard comments that the transfers do not need to sit out a year or that they don't for this year only because of COVID-19. What are the current, ru- current rules regarding... Po- portal transfers and what is the timeline for regular recruiting this year fight on and win dan class of 1962 yeah so that has gone away so there's no and the pac-12 passed a rule recently that said you know you don't have to sit out a year you can transfer within the um the conference and all that the issue is more with signing a letter of intent um and i think gerard talked about this you know somewhat trumping the the transfer rule, I don't understand it entirely, um, but there's like something about the initial signature on a, a national letter of intent versus like people that'll sign a, um, a financial agreement or whatever. Uh, yeah, so there's there's some a little bit of confusion there, Dan. But overall, yeah, you can transfer out. Um, you know, you get one free time, and you know, I you know, Washington had tried to block. A transfer to UCLA, and then that ended up getting cleared out. To you know, the the conferences have you know passed these these uh, regulations too to match the NCAA. So that's uh, that's sort of why you're seeing this um, you know free agency rush right now because you can basically transfer. You don't have to graduate, and then you can transfer. You know, that was like a little loophole that people were using. And uh, you know, if you had already graduated from school, like yeah, go out, go wherever you want. But now. You know, you're a sophomore. You don't like where you are on the depth chart. You can transfer out and into the portal. But it's it's becoming the wild, wild west, Dan. We're not – I think you're seeing more people that are 
entering the portal but already know where they want to go. There's been some stories out there about tampering and things like that, but there's like 1,500 kids in the portal. So there's guys that left their schools and don't have a place to go. Um, so the more coveted prospects, they're sort of like feeling out what their options are. And then what, by the time they enter the portal, they probably have a pretty good idea of where they're going. Yeah. It's a weird dynamic. Do you understand some of the, the NLI stuff like that? It, How, it's complicated. I yeah. mean, I did until the pandemic happened and then it, I feel like it's kind of a, a mess right now. Yeah. It's yeah. But I mean, I don't know if we, did you talk about it on the podcast, but, uh, Stephen Carr enrolled at Indiana. Oh, we haven't mentioned that one yet. Yeah. Okay. So he, yeah, he enrolled, and that was I said previously that were where sources were strongly suggesting he was going to go. So he right. re- reunites with Dylan McCullough. Yeah. So Dylan McCullough is back, and uh, so yeah, that that has happened since. I think. Yeah. I don't think he was committed last week when we talked about, it, but he's okay. actually enrolled there and stuff. So. But that speaks to your point where sometimes guys just know when they're entering the transfer portal yeah. what they're going to do because sometimes it's just a wild wild west of you can't not know or else you're kind of stuck. Right. So Steve Carr might have, you know. There was a he might have wanted to leave. He might have just wanted to leave in general, but he did have a really good connection with Dylan McCullough. That becomes available now with someone talking to him. Like who? I mean, yeah, I'm sure people talk. It's, you know, whatever. There's like, but yeah, it's you just don't want like the Indiana coaches calling the players and saying, "Hey, you you, you can come here." And yeah, blah, blah, blah. no, no, no. I'm sure that stuff's happening like all over the place. But um, yeah, so he. He knew where he was going to go before he entered the portal. Like, you know, we've seen guys like, remember, if, like Achille Ross was like a four-star safety that had gone in there. I think he ended up at like UTEP or something. Yeah. Like, he kind of went in without an intention. And I think now you're seeing like there's much more intention when you're going in, especially for the higher ranked players. Too. And I think that's the learning curve that came with the portal because like Achille Ross was really early in that process of when the portal first happened and it was kind of more of a fun free for all. And now yeah. it's kind of a, a wasteland. It can be if you don't, yeah. if you're not like, it's kind of like a quicksand. If you don't know what you're holding on to, you're kind of like, oops, I'm in the portal. Yeah. So. Like you're jumping off this cliff and you grab a backpack and it could have a lunch in it or it could have a parachute. Like you're not sure. sure. Yeah. Uh, but now you're going, you're like, I'm not jumping off until I, I know not only what the parachute is, what color it is and where it's going to take me, you know, like, or at least have a sense of that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and there, you know, obviously there's been some highly successful transfer, like, you know, half the Heisman trophy candidates every, every year are like transfer portal guys, but those guys would have a spot. It's just, I think it's shifted now to, you don't just enter the portal willy nilly. Yeah. You, you do it with a purpose and. You you know you got to do some research before you go in there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we have one more uh, email, and it's from Frank in Sacramento, who kind of I guess it's not really a question. He is this is his uh, guess or explanation as to what happened with Jay Toya. Uh, he says, "So you have a Pac-12 top recruiter of the year and a fellow Polynesian in Vic Oto who landed you, also serving as your coach on the D line. Everything looks perfect. Later, when things don't work out, the only explanation is that Jay Toya has been told by USC that he's not the player they thought they were getting when they offered him. Frank in Sacramento. Yeah, I wouldn't agree with that, Frank. Yeah, I would I mean, not. Uh, everything we heard from Vic Oto and you know even Clay Helton, uh." They like Jay Toya. Like they, I would say the USC coaches, pretty safe, Keely. USC coaches are not happy that he's in the transfer portal. Yes. This isn't a, we wanted to run off Jay Toya. No. And this I, is Jay Toya leaving the program. So that it's not what's being described here. He was not told that he's not the player that you're expecting. I mean, you could flip that into the positive. I think he looks better than what we expected. Yeah. 
I think he he matured well. I think they scouted him well. And I mean, with the Brandon Peely injury, I think they were very happy that they had a guy like Jay Toya because he fills that just body mold <laughs> that they need in that in that nose tackle position. So yeah, it, it's not one of those, hey, you've had one spring camp as an early enrollee and now we're kicking you off the team or we're shooing you away. That's not the case here. Not at yeah. all. It's a position of need. He performed very well. He got great grades. Like there was no, you know, he was, uh, from all accounts we've heard, a pleasure to be around. Yes. Um, you know, there's guys that are great players that could be, you know, liabilities in the locker room for whatever reason that just maybe eh, they're causing little problems or whatever, but they're a great player and you're going to keep them around, but you might have like heard nothing of that with, yeah. uh, with Jay Toya. So, um, yeah, Frank, it's, uh, it's, it's a weird one, but there's going to be a lot of weird stories. And I think for every time you see something like this, it's not always like people, the fans will look at it from their point of view. Like, well, why can't everyone, like, I hate Clay Heldon. I'm sure everyone hates Clay. Well, no, that's not the case. And like, well, I, this is why I would leave. It's like, no, like if, there's different situations. There's family dynamics. There's, yeah. uh, there's a lot going on. Um, behind the scenes, just picture yourself when you were at college and all the kind of potential issues that would come up. And if you moved far away or went close by or whatever it was, there's a lot going on more than just how he fits on the team. And as a fan, you're looking at it as like, he could help the team that I like a lot. Like, so that should be enough. And there's obviously a lot more going on than that. It's always much more complicated behind the scenes and just, Family and college football, when you mix those two together, it can get a little messy sometimes. So, yeah. But we, uh, you know, wish uh, Jay Toya the best. I got multiple calls about, you know, USC fans or, you know, media people that were just like, wow, like shocked. And it's, uh, you know, um, USC had some great additions in the transfer portal. You're going to see guys that are probably going to be big contributors like Keontae Ingram or Ismail Shafsh. I mean, you're going to see guys like that. But you're going to see guys that could be contributors leave too, and uh, this yeah. is just more of the more of a head scratching one. But you yep. know, we'll see. I mean, I, I think there's still more to come in yeah. whatever sense of that. But there's still more to go. There's always more to come. There's yep. also we're starting to see some social media posts about the rest of the incoming freshmen arriving yeah. on campus too. Yeah, so, um, moved in um, over the course of the weekend. Yeah, so I just put up. Uh, from a couple of months ago, but Mason Murphy uh, from Jay Sarah's offensive tackle uh, signed with USC and I got to see him play a game against St. John Bosco. So I put, you know, since they're moving in, I'm like, I, better, I should put that video up. I, I should have put it up earlier, but it's up now. You can go check it out. Um, we'll have more videos and stuff coming up with some of the players we saw, uh, high school players in the spring, especially as they start taking visits mm-hmm. uh, to USC. But it will be fun to watch. Um, you know, it was always great when we could go out and do the summer workouts ourselves. But yeah, PRPs. I mean, they're working out now. USC released some some photos of their back with Bobby Steiner, Bobby Steiner and the boys. Yeah, so. they're checking it out. Yeah, um, and they'll start those those player run practices at some point. I'm sure if they haven't already. Uh, no, we haven't really. Probably won't be able to go. Um, with COVID, it's it's always a yeah. hurdle. Yeah, so we'll see. But hopefully, we got to you know see a bunch of practices in the spring. Hopefully, the fall we'll be able to as well. All right, well, tight little show, Keely. Quick and sweet. I was about to say I combined both of those by accident. So yes, sweet, squick, squick, squick. squick. It's a squick show. Squick show. Uh, but we're looking forward to, you know, 
uh, the Family Feud coming up. The Feud. You got Trevino in the in the Trevino house. Trevino in the house. A full full crew. Nice. Uh, Chris is, feels comfortable. I think when he's with you guys. Like when I'm, he's with me, he's not as comfortable. For I'm, I'm the Chris handler. I'm. I was the Dan Whisperer, the Chris handler, the shotgun yes. container. You know all of those. You don't wrangler. You you. It's a little harder to handle him, or you know, be the Chris handler when he's on video with you. Like with uh, instant analysis, like there's still a little work there, but I feel like with the podcast, he's 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 in. He's like he he needs a little bit of warm up before we start podcasting. Okay. He always comes in very quiet, and so you got to work him up, warm him up. But yeah, it's funny because he is an introverted guy. He's a quiet guy, but there's some really funny moments. I love the uh, you know the fake sponsor stuff. Oh yeah, like, he's hilarious. He's very smart about this stuff, which. You'd think, oh, that'd give you all the confidence in the world, but he's still, you know, he's still a reserve. Just an introvert, you yeah, know. That's all right. The, the, it's funny that introverts, like, were rising up during the pandemic, you know, us, <laughs> us extroverts were like beaten down. We were know? dying. It was yeah. horrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But awesome. All right. Well, that will wrap things up for Keely Yor. I am Ryan Abraham. Thank you so much for tuning in to this edition of the Parastyle Podcast. Hope you enjoyed the show, and we will talk to you next time. You may have noticed that shopping at Trader Joe's is unlike shopping at other markets. People ask us all the time how we manage to have such unique, interesting, and delicious products at such great everyday prices. This is Dan Bain of Trader Joe's. The answer is simple. It's all in the way we do business. We buy directly from the manufacturer whenever possible. This helps to keep our costs low, and we pass those savings on to you. No gimmicks, just great values at honest prices. Every day at Trader Joe's. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Peristyle Podcast, presented by uscfootball.com. Be sure to tune in next week for the latest news on Trojan football and recruiting. Don't forget, you can automatically download the podcast directly to your smartphone or tablet for free. Just click the iTunes link on peristylepodcast.com or search for Peristyle Podcast at the iTunes Music Store. 